What are you guys doing? You, uh, you know what? Uh, this is fireball, right? You're taking? Yeah, fireball. I'm not uh, participating in the, the fireball. Um, but you guys are probably like, were you toasting like like memories of that fucking awesome tent sale? Honestly, I was toasting you specifically, Carl. Why? I don't know. I feel like you've lost some weight. I have. I lost <laughs> I lost fifty two pounds, but I gained ten back during the Christmas months and I'm back on ten back a day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, turn your sh- I'm sorry. Uh, we're out of sorts here. Hey, I silenced myself on you I know and you, you are a good good guest. Right, but I silence it all the time because I hate notifications. So this is your first time at the Carson Studios. hundred and three floors up, what do you think? <laughs> 103 floors up? You didn't realize that? Damn, that elevator made it seem so fast. I know, because it's top of the notch. <sighs> yeah, very good. First time here, honestly, a fantastic area to strike up, right? You you put the mirrors there so Cole can look at the The mirrors were already there. This was a hair salon. Oh, yeah, I know. This was a hair salon, 103 floors up. <laughs> <laughs> it took it's a long time <laughs> to get your hair done. Yeah. It's ironic because of both of your hairstyles, but at I the know. same time. Um, except for you, Cole. You yeah. kind of got that uh, Anderson Cooper look going on. <laughs> 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 if you put like an inflator in his mouth and yeah. well, hey, pressing it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, <laughs> welcome to the sixth edition of. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm saying fifth and sixth from earlier. We're you know we're we're gonna put these out as we can. So I don't. Re- I really don't know as I load them what episode they'll be. Well, here, here's another uh, uh, Carjacks episode, and today. Um, first of all, I'm Cole, and say hello, Chris. Hi, Chris. And our next um, guest in the hot seat here um, is Chicago's very own, and mm. and he, I know this much, he's probably still mourning the Mayor Lightfoot loss. Mm-hmm. Um, That's tough. He's probably mourning it. He, <laughs> he was all in on Lightfoot, because he's a diehard Chicagoan, and uh, he, I'm sure he loved what she did for the city. So, but sh- but I Sean McDermott, is Sean McDermott here, Sean McDermott, uh, Chicago's uh, own, uh, in Indy's borrowing him is all we, we're just borrowing. We him. are, we are, yeah. Um, you come a little closer. You all right, sorry, I that's much better. I don't really like putting my mouth on big things. <laughs> 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 Shit, um, but uh, yeah, actually, uh, Mary Lightfoot actually used to live out on my front porch. Uh, for years, so we, we became very close, um, and I really appreciated everything she did for keeping rats and cats and dogs away from my front door. So, um, what'd she do? Shit on your doorstep? Or well, yeah, but that was kind of like one of those things where like you just kind of like allow yeah. because of the lack of rats and cats and things. <laughs> wow. Um, but she's very good, uh, uh, you know, keeper of my house. Not not. Not a very good mayor. Yeah. Right? There's always uh, other opportunities. Yeah. So I'm here with Cole and Chris, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Well, I appreciate that. You're almost like you're – what are you doing trying to take it over as the host? 
<laughs> I think he could. I, I, I mean, he really could. I don't really have a radio voice. I mean, you have a face for radio for sure, but like me. <laughs> yeah, you have neither. Let's neither. <laughs> That's why you're in the car business. Let's face it. So, uh, so a real quick story. You know, um, I've only known Sean for six months. Right. 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 And uh, and in our short time together, what was and I, and, I, and here's the thing about. And, wh- and this is why Sean is here. And uh, but I was in a situation. Uh, I wasn't looking. Um, I had an opportunity came up and uh, to go work and uh, for a, for a dealer group. And um, but the literally the reason why I said yes to the opportunity um, to drive across the city and all that um, was because of you. Was because of yours and mine initial interview okay so everything after that good nor bad whatever right experience i had as i was up to the decision when i made the decision yeah i'll do this it was only because of what you how you and i mean intertwined would you agree with that a hundred percent you know and um so i'm i'm an old school guy um with the understanding of the de- the car dealership model has to is changing, it's never going back to the way it was, and we have to figure out and kind of find your niche and find a way to separate yourself to get the most cars delivered, right, um, from o- everybody else. And so, um, but I met but I met Sean and it, I'll be fifty in June. How old are you? Thirty one. Okay, I mean that's what's great. That's what's that's what's so awesome about the car business. Um, that you and I can, can be that far apart. I graduated in 1992 from high school. When did you graduate? Mate, I was one. What, what was it? I was one years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. so we have that Seriously. much separation in between us. Right, yeah. 2010. But, but, but in, the, in the interview um, of me joining the team, I got to set and, and meet, meet Sean, and immediately I knew this guy and me would have like on the sales floor together, um, like we would have, we would have, <laughs> we would have <laughs> rang the bell, right? <laughs> um, and uh, and then also when you deal with trying to train salespeople and the s- the s- have the same opinion of what it takes to be a good salesperson, what really matters and what doesn't matter, um, you and I are on the fucking same page from the literally Jump Street when we started talking about, right? I agree. And I, I guess everybody kind of like these days is trying to go towards like a new school way of selling. But in the market right now where a bunch of things have come to a head all at once, right? Uh, slowing market. Uh, Get a little bit closer prices. to the microphone for me. Just a little bit. Pull it forward or scoot your chair foot up if you need to. I don't want it to be awkward for you, but it, don't worry. You're not too close. You got a great voice, buddy. Oh, I do. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Just don't do this. Chris likes this. I actually wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Chris loves this. Wait. Be quiet. <laughs> That's my ASMR. That's my next. My next. I was version. just about to say I do ASMR. Oh on my Wednesday. God! It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You're not even chewing gum, but it makes it sound like I know. But why you were so refreshing to me was that we were that far apart and on the same fucking level. Oh, I agree. Um, 
And, and maybe not from experience. I still like to tell people, right? Um, and people w- would like ask me about you know my career or whatever, and or I'm dealing with somebody that's trying to um, maybe size me up, you know. And uh, and lots of times I'll say like, listen, um, I've I've sold more cars than you haven't, <laughs> right? I mean, like like th- th- I pay more in taxes than you make in a year, right? I yeah, this is what you're. Yeah, I mean, like you, you, like you've taken so many ups. You know, I've sold more cars than those ups. You know, and that's, and and there becomes a point where you, and you know, who those types of people are, and how you work the desk, right? How you get the deals delivered, how you take care of the customer, and build the relationship. All three of us, as salespeople, realize that you build a business in the business, right? And all, it, it, you don't have to pay the taxes, you don't have to pay the the insurance. You don't have to pay for the service. You don't have to pay for the recon, right? You don't have you to just pay for gotta advertising. You don't have to no, pay for no. the inventory. You don't have to pay for anything. Yeah, and, and but see, it's a very small percentage of people that within the business that actually get that. No, no, that's you know. So and they just look at it as a job, or you know, um, they they can't, and, and they're jealous of how you do it, but they're not willing to put the time and the effort in to follow up. Um, back then, right, the 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 thank you cards, the Christmas cards. You know, literally would, would, would take a month and fill out thousands of Christmas cards that, listen, the dealership was paying for the postage and paying for the, the card. You just mm-hmm. had to do the right. hard work of writing. I just had to do the shitty job. And then I got to the point where I paid somebody to do it. But who cares? It was an investment no, for honestly, me. Honestly, your handwriting is terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but those things are, really, it's gone, right? Yeah. Y- you might have one guy that's still doing it at the store like that. You know, but he's on his way out, like Patrick Andre, right? Yeah. Like Patrick's still doing it like that, I'm sure. You know, because he's he, but he's also old school, and there's and, and the business has gone past him, and he's not willing to get into it. He's ready to go. He's on his way out. You know, so um, we got on the same level, and um, that was uh, and, and I love that about being that far apart. And so, you came from Chicago, where before you got in the car business, tell me where you what where tell me about you. So um, I was always that like smart guy uh, in high school, but I also played all the sports. So I I was more friends with the degenerates than anybody else, right? Which obviously anybody's been in the car business for a long time knows that we're all street smart. No degenerates is what <laughs> I was getting at. <laughs> street smart's a good word for it. <laughs> degenerates probably probably more closer. <laughs> I love it. Well, but that's the thing is that like you okay fine it doesn't matter who how capable you are right it matters who you like gravitate towards and and i guess that's something about sales right is that like it doesn't matter if you're the engineer type person or whatever you can sell an engineer you know why because you know what an engineer thinks like and that's it right i think that the problem with the car business this right now is that everybody's using all these excuses to tell them why they can't do something and the old school guys like I've seen this before. That's the guy who perseveres. That's the guy who makes the money. That's the guy who sells the consistent amount of cars no matter what. Is not the guy who is all on social. Uh, not that social media is a bad thing. I'm not saying that. I'm like the guy who compensates for all these lack in sales skills by doing all these other things, but doesn't get the real core of what we're trying to do, which is to try to make customer feel comfortable in purchasing a tens of thousands like fifty thousand dollar car from me and then me being there for them forever yeah. right 
just not not the purchase is the thing. It's Absolutely. like it, it's the whole car buying experience. The problem is you're so good at what you do, and um, and in in s- looking across the sales desk at the the person who during this we've already said this on a couple other episodes or during this time the last 36 months came into the car business and how it was for them and so easy for them and take it or leave it right and all that and and when you talked about it you know it's going to change you know and um but it's hiring people to do it like we've done it you can't do it it's not available no, because the society that we are now, especially the youth, is all about texting, all about um, interact. Their interaction b- is based off e- emailing or typing something on a keyboard. Old school generation, let me talk to you. Yeah. I mean, we've we've even had situations where if I'm texting somebody, they're like, "What the fuck, Chris?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, let me hurry up and call you back." Yeah. We had we had that. Uh, w- we had a situation, situation. We had a situation that was really lost in translation. Yeah, and you know me, right? I'm, I'm the most laid well, back guy there is. But I know just in texting got a loss in in what I was trying to say. The to text was taken in the wrong context, right? So tell me this: I uh, you get a text from your wife, or you text your wife. You know this. You've had this happen, and it's like they're imagining your voice inflection. Right. I don't text my wife. Well, but that's what it's like imagining just like pictures. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I, I have seen, I have, Small I have seen, I've seen. Yeah, I get, we get to say pictures. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you guys are all in the group. We're the group chat. <laughs> you know, one of my one of my favorite of um, a buddy of mine does this. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, how's your wife and my kids? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's a real friend when they can greet you that way. No, but, but that is the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing to me is, you know, being in front of somebody is is not and like Sean said, it's I'm I'm gonna take care of you after the sale too. Yes. So them them calls that I make after I sell it to you, I'm still thinking about you. Uh, you know, you, you you know who you you've sold cars to, you know there's one guy that you had a talk with that made you start thinking different things. You know, you're like, Wow man, that guy had an impact on on my day. And you know you want to know more. You want to be in there and tell stories, and and I think that's just where the younger guys don't get. You know, they're there to make money, and they're making well, money. Well, are they not really right? Well, because I mean, they think by they think they're just going to be able to show up and make money, they, right? And, and I especially agree. during the time where they they did just show they up did. and make money. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They were just showing up. I and mean, ma- I had a couple guys that started in the car business in 2020 or 21 or whatever. I don't remember. Um. That made ninety grand, and they were a subpar by far. Thank you. I, I'm saying, like, think about it. Like, making a three grand commission. Some this some person making a three grand commission, four grand commission. Wh- there, there was way higher than that happening. Yeah, compared yeah. to right? 200, 100. Yeah, you know, and, and and before that, if it was during the normal, the way it was, right? It's a mini deal. Easily could have been a mini deal. You know, the race to the bottom, sell the most, whatever. Um, there's a lot of that right now, and. Um, how, how how do you sell forty cars in a month and make ten grand? Right? I mean, I've seen it happen. Yeah, I've actually seen it happen, and that's a turn and burn store. I mean, we're at the largest Florida dealership in the entire Midwest. I mean, that's that's what happens there. I mean, but if I was selling forty cars, I was making twenty five thousand dollars. 
that wasn't used for so well, well i'm just saying so people it was taking that many cars though for them to make 10 grand because i was no, seeing people I well because i was seeing people making five six seven thousand dollar commissions during this time a guy that just started three months ago in this time yeah no not not covid time yeah okay 2015 probably sure. something like that you know um and i think that the hardest part is not to sell the car right the hardest part of a salesperson job is to sell that same person a second car it, it's not the first car they already came to you right like when did you meet these people they sent in a lead they walked on the lot they already came to buy the car you just had to not fuck it up yeah when you got it right right the hardest part is to sell that same person a second car and that's the part that all these new people do not understand because covid has meant that there will always be people walking in the door what if i car. told you that literally the the new long-term outlook for dealers because that's the way it's always been the next one from the same person right right what if i told you that that's not going to be the future of it that of course you can maintain those customers around you but the loyalty side of it is going to be nearly impossible to maintain from this younger crowd that is all about Ex user experience and pinpoint doing it their way how they want it done right because first of all they're they too much anxiety um people skills are going down very very fast right, like this is a this is just fact okay you see it every day you're talking to your kids you're seeing your kids on their on their think about all the kids on all the stuff and you can't even get them yeah. to stop looking at it. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, guys. At dinner. Look, I mean, look at dinner, yeah. right? Walking down the street with their parents on their phone. You have to look at who you're going to be selling to in the future. And I'm talking not 30 years, guys. I'm talking in the next five years, okay? The, 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 the GM employee pricing people, they're all dying off. Um, all those types of deals are going to be going away. The people that get employee pricing right now, you get a, you get plenty of people who Chrysler, are, right? right? There's not that many people working for Chrysler around anymore. There used to be, you know, 100,000 of them in the state. Th so getting all these deals on all these GM employee pricings, where we're from, Madison County, it was all, all General Motors, okay? 36,000 GM employees. All these dealers around here for years have been living off of GM employee pricing. If we would do 200 new cars a month, right, 75 of those, uh, 100 of those half were GMS. Think of that, right? No, no, so I, I talked to some uh, Chevy dealership in Michigan, and they sold 400 new cars a month. Now, this is back when I sold cars in 2015-16. Uh, I went to the Find New Roads campaign, actually here in Indy, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Right, but I talked to them and they had $95 minis, right? Yeah, which is more or less an insult because it's not a round number. But either way, I started at a place that had $99 minis, and that pissed me off more than the 95. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <laughs> wow, but, but they sold 400 cars a month, over 200 of them were all Detroit plant workers, sure. absolutely coming there from well, GM, definitely around the Detroit. It's still much higher per capita 
of GM employee pricing, or big three, really, Ford, Chrysler, Dot, right? There's plants up there still. But GM employee but pricing used to be 10 grand off. Sure. It's the percentages, not. it's not anymore. It's not anymore. My point is, dealers have been living and dying by that, and it's getting ready to die. My dad is, you know, he's not sick. But I already said this the last episode, but he, when he dies, I don't get GM employee pricing anymore. Not that I utilize it, but there's lots of people who aren't in the car business, of course, who they still want, they only buy because they get this discount from their dad, right? Well, that's all going away, and um, and then the, the but the person that's coming up behind them, um, my my sons, my sons, their friends, uh, college graduates, people that's been out of college, they don't want to deal with a lot of people and give them a lot of their information, right? That's like they don't want. It, it's one of the number one objections that you get from people, and it's e and that's one of the ones that's rising. Not let me get back to my wife or, you know, it's like I don't want to give you my personal private information. They're literally been, you know, programmed that it's a bad thing to do. Right. You know, so the, the type of person that you're going to be trying to get is hopefully you can maybe get a second one from them, but it's just keep the number going up at a percentage that you're going to have to try because you're going to have to just be better at, Doing it the way other people want it done, you virtually. You have to be better at everything, continuously, forever. Really, in sales, I mean that's that's just the way it is. There are two opportunities in the sales business right now, car sales specifically, convenience, right? Which I think that, not to toot your horn, considering I'm sitting in the car, car studio. studio. Uh, car studio. Right? Well, it's the car jack. But that's it's convenience. Well, just to get it straight, it's the car jacks podcast. Car Jack's podcast in the Car Snoop Studio. In the Car Snoop Studio, 103 right. floors up. Yes. Say that three times in a row. 103 right. floors um, up. <laughs> 103 floors up. <laughs> elevator broke. They got me here. I'm stuck. Our elevator don't. They don't even have any stairs. It's kind of. I weird. know. They're because our elevator is top notch. Because, because glass. Shit's, shit's always on fire here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of on fire, listen, you're 31, and. It, you know, it used to be safe to say every desk that you go to at any dealership holds a guy back there sitting. I mean, you've got guys. Cold age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. A, a lot of times it is. You it, know, they're in the late 40s. Old, maybe even older. Late 40s, even. 50s. I'm sh and there's no, I mean, um, just recently. Used, I used to. We're not going to now because this is where I bring it to yeah. now. Now you've got the Sean's, the Pete Lukowitz's, the, the, the people that have, you know, are starting to get it, you know what I mean? Because the old dinosaurs, they didn't get didn't get it and still don't. And I still go to dealers that still don't get it, but one of the guys sitting right next to me would be like, hey, we need to explore this because what he's saying is true. And and I think that's, that's where, you know, Cole knew you six months, I probably knew you a little less than three months, but I was gravitated to you as a salesman too because I knew that no matter what I said to you, you knew I was going what direction I was going. And yep. and that's the biggest thing I think that it is in a dealership now more important than any time is, you know, if you got a guy that's connected and dialed in, do whatever to make the deal go through. Yeah, right? sell the car, deliver sell the, the car. car. You know, don't put this in place and this in place. We call it sales prevention, you know. I always say I'm a company man. No matter what you tell me, Sean yelled at me a couple times, and I'd be like, "Fuck you!" And then I'd okay, walk away. First of all, I never yelled at him. 
it, he raised his voice. I yelled at you once. He raised his voice. Um, did you really? I mean, really? No, I yelled about you once. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about, that, about would probably be yeah. great. You know, um, but you know, that's a great. That's, you know that you, you, there are certain people that can say certain things to you that you are okay with. Yeah. And and, um, and even if it's legit, right, and it hurts your feelings. I, I want truth. 100% of the time. Yeah, you know, I and, and real car guys, you know, it's like, um, you know, then the next day it's cars, you know, there's no crying in car sales. No, no, look, I can be like, Cole is the stupidest motherfucker in the entire world, and then all of a sudden, five minutes later, I'm like, Cole, that was a fantastic fucking idea. Thank you for closing that fucking deal. Yeah, you know, if it, well, I, it wasn't long. Same for I, you. Well, like, you could, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, sure he, you know, I'm sure he thought I was a dumb motherfucker more <laughs> often than uh. not, but same time. You know, P.A.B. <laughs> PAB. It, it, yeah, you're the ri- the OG PAB. Yeah. That's the that's the difference there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I made that I made that acronym up for you. <laughs> so pussy ass bitch. <laughs> PAB for sure. Um, pussy ass bitch is w- like um, where maybe he would go out to talk to a customer and it I didn't go. Pencil. Pencil. Pencil talk. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, you couldn't close that. You're a pussy ass. <laughs> <laughs> You know, PAB, and I'd call him that in front of the customer. Right, Not right. All, all uh, Cole was successful at doing was closing doors to the dealership. So, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Absolutely fantastic sales manager. I mean, I have never met somebody that can motivate a salesperson the way Cole could. My, well, I will give you this. My, my, what I pride myself the most on, when people ask me what's your best quality, and I feel like I'm a coach. I know. And so, you know, I mean, I- if I really, and I, and I will spend time with the person that deserves the time. And the ones that don't, don't get it. And, and how'd it go? Um, give, you know, um, Steve Faulkner would say, um, you know, uh, when you're, how do you put it? When, when you're, the time I give you outweighs your productivity. Like your productivity outweighs, like, like if you're not, if you're not doing anything to be productive, to be successful, you know, if you're not doing it, I'm not going to give you any of my time. Yeah. You, you know? have a car deal. Help you yourself gotta, before I help you. Yeah. You yeah. have a customer right? or your client in front of you. You're the most important person in the dealership. You know what I mean? Other than that, whatever you're doing, I don't really care what you're doing. Yeah. But you have somebody here right now. I'm giving you all my attention. Yeah. Give your best to the best and the less to the rest. Right. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't, don't hurt one that's there for you that you, ha- you can put time and effort in by letting somebody else waste your time. I guess my personal point of view on a salesperson coming up to the desk is that they've done all they can do. They can they can do at that point, right? They need somebody else to help them. So if a salesperson has spent an hour and a half with the customer on a test drive, uh, devaluing their trade, everything like that, right? Doing the service block around, whatever, right? If I make them wait when they come to the desk, I'm telling them that my time is more valuable than theirs, and I think that's terrible. You're uh, you're one of the good ones, Sean, and uh, you recognize quickly um, when there's no reason to commit to start uh, penciling it again. Um, you pick the deal up and you turn around and walk out to the to the yep. customer, and you realize it's time to 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 get yourself involved personally, you know? Yep. And, um, you know, and what's the number one thing we hear when we're doing a deal with somebody? When we have a client, everybody always says, I don't know what the sales guy's doing when he goes and talks to somebody else. Right, exactly. You know, that's the biggest, that they tell me that every time. And it's fun. I, I laugh 
because I pictured who, who they're going to talk to, right? And that's where, yeah. you know, the client gets lost in translation. So not only is the sales guy waiting, but the guy buying a car or lady's there buying a car, she's waiting. And really all she wants is somebody to explain it. That When they're telling the salesperson no, they're really just saying, you're not making it make sense for me to buy from you. And so when you get up from the desk and you go out right then, that tells them, okay, I'm important enough for the guy that's supposedly making the decisions to say I'm important enough to earn my business. And that's all we ever we ever try to do because, listen, we know the, the dealership is important for our, our business. So that's why we only deal with the guys that we know that's going to help us do that business. Do it, we, we only want to work with people in dealership groups that already do it right, right? Because it may be there, of course, they have issues and bad employees, but it doesn't mean the dealership dealership itself is bad, right? Those things happen. So people have bad experiences with dealerships that it's unfair to the owner, right, that he spent all this money on advertising, did all this to get this person in here, and it's coming harder and harder to find somebody who can up the person properly and keep them, put them into your CRM, you know, um, and also get the car delivered or overcome objections. Well, just properly sell a car, really. I mean, the, the biggest, the void, uh, the biggest skills gap we have in salespeople right now is the qualifying stuff or understanding goals or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. The customer comes in, they say they want to look at a car. They say, okay, cool, look at this car. And they say, why won't you buy it? The payments are too high. I mean, like, whatever. They didn't do any research whatsoever. What is the point of having that sales consultant to that point? If a customer just comes in and tells you what they want to look at, and then you just show them what they want to look at, there's literally no point for your job. Yeah. The, yeah. the point is, is to tell them that, like, hey, you may be able to achieve all of the goals that you want to have, or, like, that you ha- currently have, on this car, and it would also fit your monetary budget, right? Like, I, I'm going to show you a. I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee in 2008. I want a new one, right? Well, the new Jeep Grand Cherokees are 50 grand, yeah. right? I mean, does somebody want to pay a thousand dollars a month with no money down? I mean, well, maybe. yeah, evidently, because that's what it is now, right? That's, that's. Are you amazed by that? I mean, it's. I just looked at compasses the other day, or uh, HRVs, or CRVs, or. Toyota Highlanders, which are sixty grand. I mean, a Toyota Highlander is sixty thousand dollars right now. <laughs> a Toyota Highlander. What? No, I'm not saying anything about Toyota. I think they make a fantastic. Oh, product. I know. It's just no. The pricing but is out of control. You get a Ram Limited right now, a fully loaded Ram truck for eighty thousand dollars. Is there I mean, any any leases not. any leases right now with Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram? Anything that makes sense. Grand Cherokee leases and Grand Cherokee L leases are on point right now, as well as 1500s, mid trims, big horns, something you can get some equipment on, but you don't have to go over the top with, right? Definitely on point with their leases right now. So I think you can with you with, know, with with three grand out of pocket. Three grand out of pocket plus tax, title, and license, you can probably be about five hundred bucks a month for a sixty thousand dollar truck. Okay. Okay, well, because um, there's a lot of leases. No, they're not even leasing right now, right? They're not even – there's no incentive. There's no incentives. Well, Chrysler specifically, obviously, uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but they've been taken over by Stellantis, mm-hmm. which is a new parent company, right? Yep, yep. Uh, Stellantis just came out live leasing yesterday. 
What this means is that you can get all of the bonus cash that was only available not going through the cemented rates with Chrysler, but you can pair that with whatever Stellantis has for special lease rates. So there's going to be a lot of good leasing coming out here. Well, it's out. So there very com so so competitively, you, it's going to be competitive. Oh, you're going to be able to get an eighty thousand dollar truck for the same price as a sixty five thousand dollar truck for new oil sticks. That sounds like win win to me. And you know what else is a win win? <laughs> Our wheel of <laughs> destiny. Oh, we, we, we haven't even. We Are can't figure out the name. The whiskey wheel. Listen, the wheel of destiny. You said it the first time. Is that uh, <laughs> it's what it is? Because this wheel controls your destiny. Oh my god! Uh, you know, and I know sales guys. Okay, so we have the wheel. We I now have it. We now have it marked. Yes. It, so By the way, let's talk uh, about uh, it. Just to say, just to say, not segue, but uh, car guys love wheels. Yes. That's just the way it is. They like winning. Also. They like so winning uh, something. We got bourbon. We love selling it's cars to down the road motors. Yeah. That's yes. the specific. Tequila, Jaeger, um, double, double shot, choice. choice. So. So okay, what we're doing is we're starting this new tradition here. So each guest in the hot seat, first of all, has to bring a bottle. And um, I got four roses. I, I bought a bottle of Pappy Van Winkles. Oh, right? that is special. <laughs> Shut that, yeah, well, I mean, how much is that shit a bottle? Mine that, is, is that like $495. Yeah. Seriously, and, uh, what is whatever. He brought four roses bourbon. Pappy Van Winkles. Four roses. I, uh, unfortunately, I go to uh, exclusively liquor stores with bulletproof glass. I like and, that. Uh, that. I like was, that. Uh, so what's funny is top notch. Sean. Sean is a very, very. Um, he he can he can drink and perform. Yeah. You know, and um, so talk. We're texting back and forth last night. I knew he was sitting on his couch. I knew he's probably drinking it up. You I know. was actually driving. <laughs> and, he said, and he said, and he said, and he said, "Hey, it's it's Wednesday. You know." You know that's why I'm having a drink. I said, well, that was what you, that's why you drink on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you know? In his defense, he was at the dealership till like <laughs> 7 o'clock. And that, that is late. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I wouldn't have been there. You know, I mean, that is, that, and, and you know, that's, people forget that. I mean, that used to be what it was, 8 to 8. You're there all day. And if somebody oh. comes oh, in. That's, that's I was there later than that, dude. Way. It was 9 o'clock. We were it open till 9. Yeah, if somebody and comes in. And as many times I was there till midnight. 9 to 9. Sure. Yeah. Illinois yeah. 99. What about yeah. the last day of the month when you're making oh. all your final punches oh and be like, God. I got it. Latest I ever say is one fifteen in the morning and finance at Toyota. Oh, my God, dude. Last I've been, I've been the there month. past midnight multiple times. Yeah. Multiple I, times. I remember at 9 p.m. I was like, oh, we got to be about done by now. I was in the finance office. And they're like, they call in the intercom. And they're like, finance times 10. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like like I was part of a, I was part of a sales um, like a hundred cars in three days type Whoa. thing, Whoa. you know, G6s, like there was like these crazy leases, you know, and I was, I was part of one of those month in and everything had to be punched and all the stuff had to be in right, you know, to get all the GM money nope, and it was sure. like crazy, bro. Yeah. Are we going to buy a car? <laughs> crazy. Our own and then, I, car? and then, so September 11th, 2001. Oh, that was 2002. So what? How so so on 9 11, how I was old in fourth grade. Fourth grade. I actually remember my teacher. Well, because what, what I was saying is, I've had two moments, and one of my moments was the next month, October of 01. Um, I sold 46 cars. Um, and like in three months or like no, in, in that one month. I'm just kidding. It was it was when the whole change with zero percent financing and employee yep. pricing for everyone. You have no idea about that. 
but that's one of those moments in time in the car business that forever changed. Interest rates, acceptance, and what people were expecting. Okay? So, but anyway, so this is the wheel. So we're going to spin the wheel. Mm -hmm. And whatever it lands on is our fate. So, or our destiny. So. I can't read your handwriting, but. I'll That's okay. Your You're just going to take my word for whatever it says <laughs> on this. Okay? There's Spin it. There is three. Well, it says cocaine. I don't, I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just I left that one out. We need to. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Oh, my God. Round and round. Bourbon. Bourbon. Whoa. And since you are the guest, you can choose between four roses, smooth ambler, smooth gold ambler. scout bourbon, which Mike Ambler brought. Um, no relation. And then I got Hotel Tango, Indianapolis's own Hotel Tango Reserve. Which one would you like? I guess I drink for the effect, not necessarily the taste. So you got to choose. All right. You got to choose. Hotel Tango, Four Roses, or up top. Well, actually, I drink Hotel Tango gin all the time. I think it's exceptional. Okay, there you go. That's what we're gonna do. And here's the here's the funny thing about drinking. Is that Cole doesn't do it. I just I don't do it. So, <laughs> but listen, uh, it, it's not because of an issue. It's because I just doesn't. I, I don't do well. My belly the ma makes me feel. It's just not. It's never been okay. I'm not for me. I'm okay with you. No, I'm just saying. So, but in moderation, of course. And if I if I do drink any type of liquor, it's usually three or four times a. A year, um, but Old evidently now every day I have to. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure well, you're drinking responsibly. Okay, so this is a uh, let's give our shout out to, shout out to Indianapolis's own, Indianapolis's own. Um, let me see that. Have you ever been to Hotel Tango? I, no, no. Okay, so. So I went there actually for the first time probably about a month ago, and they had like a cat roaming around, and I'm not going to lie, this is probably the coolest cat I've ever seen in my entire life. Like the cat just came up to me and was just like not a piece of shit like all cats are, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I'm not a cat guy. No, I'm a dog guy. Fine. I yeah, got a yellow lab, like the doggy. I've, I've, dog I've, I've seen a couple really cool cats in my life, but Probably very like few of them Yeah, like tigers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh let's cheer this up. Cheers. Salute. What's that even mean? Hey, touch me, touch me, touch me. <laughs> hey, you got to say. All right. So remember, we're on a podcast. People don't know what you're talking about. Can you say touch me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Chris apparently likes Sprite. Oh, yes, I like Kool-Aid. <laughs> Actually, I like Kool-Aid. I don't know when the last time I've had an actual glass of Kool-Aid was. Mixed with Tito's. You know. Did you bring Kool-Aid to work, Cole? <laughs> no. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, but I I, I do love I do listen, man. I'm not a drinker. Shape and color. I'm not a drinker, so when I do would drink, I always would get something fruity and something that tastes good going down. I yeah. didn't mind the effect, but I'm just not a big taste of the liquor guy. Yeah, and, and listen, and and for me, beer, beer, dark beers, it's horrible. You don't like Guinness? No, bro. Oh, no, not man. for me. I like. If you I, put Guinness, on I drink a tap, Corona. And, um, oh. You know, I drink Corona when I'm drinking a beer. Um, and then what's the one with the orange slice? Blue a moon. blue moon. Blue moon. I, I can have a blue moon. 
What about your new van? How's that going? My camper van? Yeah, the one that you've been building for you like a year. You haven't seen it? Oh, oh I haven't badass. seen it. I, I've been waiting for pictures, and honestly, I think you were a little salty with me, so you probably <laughs> didn't send them to me. I drove it back from Tennessee. But I have been so anxious to see exactly what that camper van looks like. Well, I'll send you some photos. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. I and it is for rent, right? right? I do rent it. Yeah. You rent? Yeah. Well, of course you would go on RV. Why you? It's yeah. such a badass van. You go on RVZ. You go on RVZ, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's Airbnb for, for RVs, bro. It's brilliant. I mean, that's better than Airbnb. It's brilliant, bro. It's better than Airbnb. It is so heard. awesome because, Mobile. you know, you p- listen, it's like boats, right? Yeah. The best boat is not your boat. Somebody else's boat. Yeah. No. You know? So, um, and then RVs, people will buy an RV, spend all this money, use it four grand, times, whatever. use it four times, and then they're just moving it around out of their way at, in their, at their and property. And then they realize they're like, man, I got to go buy another car that I can flat tow around it because I can't park this Dude. thing in the Coles parking lot. 90% of people that get into RVing lose their ass yeah. on, on RVs, right? But so you bought a van. I yes. built a camper van. It's, si- it's six foot two on the inside. I oh. I cut a roof off of an and ambulance. You're only five foot six, so <laughs> that's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> um, Which so I'm going to look you up because June I want to go to Bonnaroo in in Tennessee, and you can take a a camper is more, but that's a perfect size. So oh, that's perfect size. You I park it anywhere. Park it yes. in a full parking function. spot. Is and I'm not point. sleeping. Yeah, that's what that's the point. That's, that's the, the point. point. You, you can, can park sleep. it in an actual parking spot, so you can actually drive that around different places and you can go to an actual gas station you yeah. don't have to go to a semi gas you don't have to be no, weird no and the flying j and you're you're living you're living um is outside right it's got an awning yeah. so that's where you set up your living is outdoors it's got an awning yeah it's got what's the color of the awning <laughs> dark it's color gr- it's gray it's right it's yeah it's grayish yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good on the radio. <laughs> you know when you leave your steak, you leave your steak in the refrigerator <laughs> too long. You know your color, your meat when it turns like when you like pepper gray. and salt your eggs before they're done. Oh they're my like god, I wasn't walking gray. into that. You know when you're a veteran. <laughs> I mean, that was a veteran move right there. Yeah, I know. That's a veteran move. <laughs> I know. But I am. I, I figured your podcast was the perfect time to ask you about your van because honestly, it sounded pretty exciting when you talked to me about. And it. I did it, and. uh and then I was supposed to go out um, with my wife. That didn't work out. Um, you might know a little bit about that. Um, but then I ended up taking my son, Jackson, on his uh, graduation trip. And we went out to Montana and um, the Grand Tetons in Wyoming and Utah. And I've never been to Wyoming. Awesome, How dude. was that? It was <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, the Grand Tetons, if you look them up, right, I mean, they're – it's like, wow, that's a really – looking mountain right sure when you go there and you see it you're like is that real it is that epic to see the grand so picturesque that you're wondering if your eyes are deceiving you like so and then it's so big that it's constantly changing what it looks like with the sun and the clouds so, like, the what you see it one way, and then literally you're watching it completely transform, and it's so large that then the crevices, the shadows, everything changes, and it looks completely different. Wow. And you notice something that you didn't notice before, and you've been looking at it for two hours. You know what? I've seen a lot of California tourist commercials on Hulu lately, right, because they play the same four commercials a lot lately. Uh, you should run a commercial for Wyoming. 
because honestly, I'm sold. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. With your van. Yeah. Only your van, because I don't think I could see those views <laughs> without your van specifically. And honestly, I'm all right with it. All right. How much? Two, three well, dollars a day? What we're going to do is take a bathroom break. So I'm going to push pause, and then we will come back with um, round two of Sean McDermott. <laughs>